So maximize life today, plan for tomorrow is something that's that's now really near and dear to me because I feel so often Google a financial question, ask to a bunch of, of, of professionals, even in the financial planning industry. And it's all about just maximizing return and having more having more money, build bigger storehouses, right? Just just hoard all of this money. And once we hoard enough of this money, we can just retire and then do absolutely no- nothing and then live off of uh, the labor that, that we've done. And a lot of times it talks about, in my opinion, unnecessary sacrifice. Now there's gonna be times where self-discipline is of course a very, uh, a very important skill, and you know we're, we're going to need to utilize that. We're going to have to make some sacrifices. But I think the broader industry has, hey, never go out to eat with your family if you have a dollar in debt. And it's like, oh my goodness, we're, we're not ever guaranteed tomorrow. Welcome to the Christian CEO Podcast. I'm Katie Bother, and I have built an impactful location independent business since 2008 with plenty of rejections, English as my third language, and lots of God's grace. Each week, we will be sharing relevant and direct advice or inspiring interviews with one intention. It's your time to go pro with your marketplace calling. Now, let's get to it. Hi there. Welcome to the show. Before I go further, I would like to share with you this episode is sponsored by the Coming Up Workshop Series. It's called the Trifecta to Accelerate your expert-based business. These three workshops is in the context of if you are a coach, consultant, and service provider, okay? Not other area. So please listen carefully. The first workshop, we're going to talk about decision model versus essential model. We're going to talk about why narrow is the way, why specialist is the way you to go, especially you want to validate a new message. The second workshop, we're going to talk about one of the most overlooked elements in the entrepreneurial success, and that is time budgeting. This is one of my favorites of my clients. People talk about money budgeting, but hardly talk about time budgeting. In this workshop, we will help you to map out your next 12 months, both of your life and your business launch. How awesome is that? Consider if you're listening to this podcast, we are in end of April and early May. You will be way ahead of most of people in 2022 and 2023. The third workshop is to answer one of the most frequent asked questions. Kelly, what kind of content should I create to put out there to attract not just followers, but buyers? In this workshop, I'm going to teach you how. I call it how to create pillar content to beta launch your signature program. Are you excited? I hope so. If you are interested to come to join us, please email us at podcast at kellyballer.com. Again, it's podcast at kellyballer.com. In the subject line, please write workshop. Then my team will email you the detail. Now, let's talk about today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about the planning for your money. My guest is a dear friend, Brandon Glassy. He's a certified financial planner and the founder of Glassy Financial, an investment management and comprehensive financial planning firm serving clients locally in Southern California and also virtually throughout the United States. 
He has been financial advisor since 2018 and is passionate about helping people maximize life today, plan for tomorrow. And we will explain what does he mean by that. Now, in today's topic, we talk about that concept of maximize life today, plan for tomorrow, not just save money only. You know, Brendan mentioned about his biblical, practical, and slightly countercultural view on spending money. We also mentioned about that if you are an entrepreneur, which I know most of you are, and you are thinking about further scale up your business and plan for retirement, what you need to think about. We also share, uh, general speaking, about how we can steward money in a much better way. Now, let's check with Brendan. Brendan, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Kelly. Happy to be here. Well, uh, in the introduction, I already mentioned to uh, my tribe how awesome you are. But uh, the tradition of this podcast, now over five years now, we always like to hear you know, the professional yourself that your own journey. And I think sometimes, you know, when people out there, they feel they are kind of uh, either in the transition or feel that, oh, maybe my story is not that inspired or they feel like, oh, maybe my journey just not so, uh, not so, I don't know, not so interesting. But whenever we listen to other people's story, actually, Oh, actually, I'm not that alone. So that's the whole point why I always love our experts share their own journey and know that God will use everything, right? So yeah. Brendan, take away, let us know that your journey and how did you achieve now today to do what uh, create such a great impact in the uh, entrepreneurial field? Yeah, so actually, Kelly, it started, uh, so I'll, I'll at least start back with college. So I started college as a sports broadcasting major, actually. So oh. I absolutely, I love sports. And even at the time, I, I and I still do to some degree, but love uh, being on camera and and being able to uh, to speak like this, but it got to a point where I only wanted to do play by play. So basically, the person who would paint the the myth or the verbal picture, if you will, whether that's on the radio or TV, and that was my passion. And I got to call a bunch of games even when I was in high school. My dad and I, and my mom and sister, they would come on the road with us. We would call uh, or broadcast games for our local community college, and it was so much fun and awesome family experience. But I got into college, and I realized there's not very many of these of these jobs available. So I was like, okay, well, w- what else am I passionate about? And at first I thought, oh, well, business, but maybe marketing, because I, I do like to communicate. I like to talk to people. So I'm like, well, that could work. And then I got involved in the investment club at our campus where we managed a small sum of money, but it was at least some some real money that we were managing for the, for the school, which was really cool. And crazily enough, after just a couple of weeks of going, they elected me president. And I was like, Oh no, like I now I really have to learn this now. So I, I had meetings with the uh, the finance director of my university almost every single week that summer. And between that, I just started to develop a passion for for learning finance. And I officially switched my my major to uh, to personal finance at that time. And and the rest was kind of history from the uh, from the school side. And then once I got out of of college, I started with a really large firm and it was an awesome opportunity to get a ton of training. I got to spend six months in that company's home office uh, with other uh, folks that had just graduated college. 
I went out into the field and I was responsible from day one of finding my own clients, working with my own clients. And uh, funnily enough, I actually uh, would go door to door at the time I was living in Wheeling, West Virginia. So knocking on knocking on doors, introducing myself and my business. So uh, there's some interesting stories from that. But overall, it was it was good. Uh, would I go back there now? Probably not, but it was you know some good stories from that. Um, but then just a little bit over a year ago, so back in April or February of 2021, I left that larger firm uh, and then launched out on my own uh, and created Galisi Financial. So now I'm able to do financial planning and investment management under the Galisi Financial umbrella. So that's the that's the story in a nutshell. That's awesome. Well, door to door, yeah. Uh, actually. If you don't mind, I'd like you to share like one of the funny story. Uh, while you are thinking one, I can share one. You know, I don't know. I mean, you guys, if you follow me long enough, you probably know that I have done door to door. You know, uh, it's, I think it's during my, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, summer vacation during the university because I had to pay a tuition myself. And I remember one of the things I ever saw, um, you know, I saw from cassette tape. Well, if you guys don't know what's cassette tape, that means you're too young for me. And so we are cassette tape. I saw cassette tape. I saw vacuum cleaner, uh, all different kinds of things. And uh, I remember that once I went to another door and then, you know, some, some um, people, they are kind of nice. They see all this young girl, you know, obviously she need money. And so she's working hard and they even give me a glass of of ice water, but I also have those situations of they just they just kind of send a dog and come to chasing after me, that type of thing. Uh, uh, so it's a, it's a very uh, interesting journey, but after once you've done it, you know, pretty much it's like whatever, you know, it's kind of help you to uh, kind of thicken your skin and and the rest of the, you know, sales uh, kind of just, uh, it's okay. You know, you can do it. Obviously, nowadays, uh, I all prefer, obviously prefer that, you know, I teach my client do the consultative uh, uh, skills to sales. For me, sales is more like open com- communication. Also, sales is about uh, to help the other side of the potential client to make a decision because, you know, everybody had different timing to buy. Some may be ready now. Some may be ready for 30, 60 days later. You know, I have clients that buy from me after the whole two, three years later. So, yeah. So, you never know. So, Brendan, any funny story? Yeah. So, fortunately, I didn't. I never got chased by a dog. And that was probably my one of my biggest fears of, get, of getting chased by a dog. But you're totally right, Kelly. Once you, once you knock on doors and can talk to people there... Makes talking to any other type of stranger pretty pretty simple, right? Um, so I, I was thinking of a couple, but I'd say even I'm pretty sure this was legitimately the very first ever door ever knocked on. So this is back February of 2018. I'm just out of college. It's actually snowing, so I'm in it's I'm in West Virginia, so it's cold. It's snowing, and the first person I knock on the door, he cracks the door open, and and uh, and the guy is in his boxer. So literally, door number one, and and that's the uh, <laughs> the first the first experience that I get, and yeah, it's all it's all uphill from there. <laughs> yeah, you know that moment. I mean, I don't know you call on Jesus or not. It, uh, yeah, you know, guys, you just kind of take your chance. Anyway, yeah. so let's just kind of circle back to today's main uh, subject, uh, financial planning. So I love what uh, Brandon 
mentioned about in his website. And by the way, guys, why I feel led to invite uh, Brendan come to today's podcast episode, we actually, we are in the same uh, community called Kingdom Driven Entrepreneurs. You probably hear me gazillion time mention about that. Sharebind is a dear friend. And, you know, this year, I feel this season, and God is keep upon telling me about uh, money and about wealth management and about it's a prophetically speaking, it's time to get the, you know, return back. Uh, as I say, spiritual speaking, whatever you have been stolen, whatever is, whatever causes is, you know, spiritually God is saying it's a season to take it back. But I think sometimes, um, that is spiritually, right? I think a lot of us Christians, sometimes we hear the, those words and we are very good at the quoting scriptures. Uh, however, in, you still have to do the work, right? You still have to be wise enough to plan for your finance. And for me, it's money is a tool, just like anything else in your business is a tool. And how you can maximize that tool to, you know, uh, produce the best, be- the best result for you. So I love why, that's why I love about Brandon talk about the concept of um, maximize life today, plan for tomorrow. But I'm curious why he's going to talk about this. So Brandon, take away, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So maximize life today, plan for tomorrow is something that's that's now really near and dear to me because I feel so often Google a financial question, ask to a bunch of, of, of professionals, even in the financial planning industry. And it's all about just maximizing return and having more, having more money, build bigger storehouses, right? Just, just hoard all of this money. And once we hoard enough of this money, we can just retire and then do absolutely enough, nothing and then live off of uh, the labor that that we've done. And a lot of times it talks about, in my opinion, unnecessary sacrifice. Now, there's going to be times where self-discipline is, of course, a very, uh, a very important skill. And you know, we're, we're going to need to utilize that. We're going to have to make some sacrifices. But I think the broader industry has, hey, never go out to eat with your family if you have a dollar in debt. And it's like, oh, my goodness, we're, we're not ever guaranteed tomorrow. Right. So that's the idea of we want to maximize life today where we're in a situation where we know that we have a a plan for the future because we don't want to get so focused on the future that we're wishing it away and we're not doing anything fun with ourselves and and our family and our friends. But at the same time, we don't want it to be I'm going to spend every single dollar today because God's going to take care of me. Right. So we want to have this this balance and it's going to look different for each person. Um, We say it a lot in Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur, too, but there's not a blueprint other than being spirit led. So what anything that I'm saying today is, is more of a framework. There's not this necessarily hard and fast rule, but it, it really comes down to what, what do you and your family enjoy? You know, make sure that you've got a, a plan for the future, a, a long-term, a long-term financial plan. And then just make sure that today you're spending money on things that, um, that you and your family enjoy. It's not, Oh, well, we'll go on a vacation when, we have, you know, in three years, once our, once our kids are a little bit older, or I'm going to work these 80 hours a week now so that we can go on these trips in the future. 
again, we're not guaranteed that future. And we could be missing out on so much time uh, with our friends and family because we're just so focused on accumulating all of this wealth. So that's really what I mean by maximize life today, plan for tomorrow. And in a nutshell, it's, it's really having that balance. And again, that's unique to every single uh, person and every single family. Okay. I like that. That's maybe kind of elaborate a little bit more because you also mentioned that your view on spending money, it's biblical, practical, yeah, maybe a little bit slightly counter culture, which I do that all the time, by the way. Um, so tell us about what do you mean by that? Yeah. So even spending, so spending often gets, it's almost a bad rap where saving, saving equals good, spending equals bad. Well, just like you said, Kelly, money is simply a tool. And too much of, of either of those could potentially not be a good thing. So what I mean, so spending, like I said, oftentimes it, it, gets, um, it gets kind of a bad rap. So really what I ask people is to ask themselves, have them ask themselves a few questions uh, whenever, um, whenever it relates to spending. The first one is, are you taking on credit card debt uh, to purchase this? And I'm not going to get into the legalities of should you have a credit card or should you not? But what I mean is you're not taking on credit card debt. So if you use a credit card, but you pay it off each month, I'm not, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people who would swipe it and aren't going to be able to, to pay it off. So you're okay. So no, Brandon, I'm, I'm not taking on uh, credit card debt to do it. Okay. Then the second question, do you have some sort of long-term savings uh, investment and financial plan in place? Oh, yep. I'm, I'm putting money away through work and I'm, I'm saving for the future. Okay, great. Third question. This is super important. Does it bring value to yourself and or your family? And if the answer is yes to that, Okay, yeah, go do that thing. You know, I'll, I'll use eating out because that's another one that I think often gets picked on. If you really enjoy eating out with your family and your friends, not just because you maybe really like food or it's just a really cool restaurant, but it's that, that community aspect, that fellowship aspect. And that is bringing joy to your life, that is bringing value, it's bringing peace, it's allowing you to relax and, and unwind. And again, you're not taking on credit card debt and you have a plan keep spending money on on eating out. That is bringing joy to your life and and to your family's life. Again, same thing like a vacation. Do you you enjoy doing that with your family? Well, yeah. Okay, then that's absolutely a really good use um, of your money. So it's really just rethinking and maybe reshaping mindsets. And and I hope that that um, maybe frees someone today where just because someone at some point has said eating out is bad or buying a, a $5 cup of coffee is bad. If you can answer those first two questions and then that third one, yeah, no, I love this. And this, this brings so much joy. Then yeah, we'll keep, keep spending money on that thing because again, that's, that's what's important to you. And again, that's why I say this is a framework because it looks different for different people. Someone might say, Brandon, I don't even like coffee. Okay. Yeah. Probably you shouldn't spend $5 on coffee every single day then because not because the money, it's not bringing you value. But for someone who says, Brandon, you know, I, I save in other areas, but I, I just love having a cup of craft coffee from my local coffee shop. It gets to support the owner. The culture there's great. I get to meet, um, meet people from my church and from business and other friends. Yeah. Then, then spend money on that. You know, so each person's different. And I always just like sharing that because the world just says often, oh, save as much as you can. Don't spend money. I don't, I don't believe that. I, I just think spend money on things that brings value to, to you and your family and, and just still do it in a, in a prudent way. While you are uh, explaining this, it made me thought of actually that the Bible verse talk about uh, basically delight yourself in Lord and then, you know, our desire, you know, will be fulfilled. You know, for me, that God, uh, that's where, uh, guys, I even wrote a devotional you know, literally in the Bible app. So go, go find, if you Google my, not Google, go to the app, put my name in, you'll find a devotional for entrepreneurs. 
because when I was led to write that devotional, God literally talked about desire because four D, one of the D is desire. And he mentioned about that sometimes that uh, as Christians that we do not, we don't dare to say what we really want. Just that what, just what you just explained. If you are a person, you really enjoy a cup of coffee. And then when you go to that, have that cup of coffee, uh, especially maybe plus you meet up with your friends and then later network and that bring you ROI for your business while you enjoy your favorite coffee, right? Why not? And I think uh, that's also kind of uh, linked to that. Uh, a lot of uh, ladies that you when you talk about self-care, you know, um, you have to be honest about what you desire, right? And as long we are not saying you just go out there spend money without endlessly. We are we are talking about that you you know, within your means, you plan out, but then whatever, as long as you have the budget for that, then you shouldn't feel bad to enjoy that what you desire. Is that is that pretty much what you mean, Brendan? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Kelly. And I think an- another big thing there too, and th- sometimes it's just semantics, but sometimes the word budget for people even feels constraining, like, oh, budget, I'm going to be limited. I can't, I can't do things. So I like to call it, and I heard it from somewhere. So I didn't come up with this. So if you're listening and this was yours, feel free to take it. But I like to use the word spending plan mm. because even though it's the exact same thing, so a little semantics, like I said, but we're really planning on where we're going to spend money. So yeah, so like you said, if you, if you plan in self-care, that's, that's going to answer all these questions. You're not taking on credit card debt to do self-care. You have a plan in place. The third one, make sure that you're, that you're enjoying that. The idea then now you can go have that self-care, whatever that looks like, and you can enjoy it even more because you're not feeling guilty about, oh, I'm spending money on, no, you already planned for it and it's adding value to your life. So the idea is that not only are you able to spend money in a way that you enjoy, but you're also almost freed up to do that, knowing that, Hey, this, this, this is bringing value to my life. Yeah. And that kind of remind me that it's a good question. We ask ourselves whenever you spend money, ask yourself, say, what kind of value if, when you have a doubt, I, I'm not saying you have to ask this question all the time, but when you have a doubt, you ask yourself, will this a some sort of value to my life or to the people you love and care? I think that is a good yeah. question to ask. Now yeah. let's change a you know different angle. Since most of the listeners and viewers of this channel is about you know entrepreneurship, and uh, so I also know that Brendan, you also help entrepreneur to you know uh, in the tax, and then so they can maximize their profit. So can you kind of tell us a little bit about? in maybe some two or three common mistakes entrepreneurial make when it come to plan for the tax? Yeah, I would say one, one's probably, um, this one's a lot, it happens a lot, just not really having a plan in place and, and not 
tracking it, not having an accounting system. And that doesn't mean that you have to go pay a bunch of money for, for some sort of software. That's, I mean, maybe that works for you or maybe it doesn't. Again, we're not talking any blueprints here, but just having some sort of system in place that should be tracking your income and tracking your expenses. Because I'm sure that, you know, and this is super easy to happen. It gets to the end of the year or it's almost tax time. And for us entrepreneurs, if we maybe weren't as good, diligent at, at tracking our expenses throughout the year, we're really, really not looking forward to, to tax time. So one of the things that's really helpful, again, whether that's accounting software, an app, an Excel sheet, whatever works specifically for you and your business, have something to track because for this year, for me, since I had a system in place, I was able to export it to an Excel spreadsheet, get it off to my accountant, who also happens to be my father-in-law, and done. It was, it was taken care of. So that's one, definitely have some sort of system in place and, uh, and it's got to work for you. Um, and I think too, especially as you're, you're growing in entrepreneurship and your business is growing, I, I really do think that there is a lot of value in hiring either a CPA or just a tax professional in general to help you with the, uh, the tax preparation side. And also just to really make sure that you are, um, you're taking all of the, all of the deductions that, uh, that you're legally allowed to, because of course the Bible tells us give Caesar, uh, what is Caesar's, but Jesus also didn't say give Caesar money. That's not his. Right, so we want to be uh, wise stewards with our money and and only pay the tax that um, that we're required to pay, and often partnering with uh, a tax professional, again CPA, um, tax preparer um, is is going to be able to um, help with that. So I would say those are you said three, but I think those are probably the the top two because kind of what I was almost thinking for my third one, Kelly, was um, just making sure that um, you're, you're doing a good job of, of tracking all the expenses or that you understand what, um, what expenses are tax deductible. Um, but working with a tax professional helps with that. Uh, but just one tip there, the one that I see probably most commonly, um, not taken into consideration is mileage. So as entrepreneurs, if you're driving a lot to meet clients, even if you are meeting them, um, at that, um, at the coffee shop, uh, there's a, there's a good chance that, uh, the IRS is going to allow you to, to write off mileage. So that ends up being a, a pretty big expense that we don't necessarily see because we're, we're going to drive anyways, most likely. But if we're driving to see, to see clients, to see customers, to see vendors, you know, make sure you're at least uh, keeping track of that again in your accounting system and then confirming that with your, your tax professional. Hey, was this a, a business expense? You know, I always give that, uh, give that disclaimer, always confirm with them that, that, um, uh, that you're able to, to write it off and that it is truly tax deductible. But mileage ends up being one that uh, is very, very easily overlooked, but could really help you save a good amount of money on taxes, depending on the, the uh, type of business that you're in, how much you drive. Yeah. And I think basically, generally speaking, I know this sounds kind of fundamental kindergarten, whatever you call it. But I think it's a good reminder for, uh, you know, especially those of you, you just want to get started or you already started. And I think, you know, for years, since I got started, I never do my own tax. Since I, you, I, I before I live in USA over 10 years, I always, in the end, I hire uh, a company, H&R Block. I mean, up till today, they still do my, my tax for in the US side because it's just a whole lot easier. Uh, uh, for me, that's a good stewarding of my time and effort. Since I'm not expert of that, so why should I, you know, do that myself? Uh, that is one thing. And obviously I know in US that, uh, and, or, you know, I'm in Switzerland, you know, in, no matter where you are, I think I, I know most of the entrepreneurs that we are visionary, we are creators and we don't like the boring 
you know, the numbers and the menstruation stuff, but please just spend some time to understand what Brendan just said. You know, what is deductible, what is not, um, just what he mentioned about driving. I mean, because each place, the law is a bit different. Rule and the regulation is different. So it's not possible for us to tell you everything. It's just you need to, it's a good rule of thumb that go to understand that where you are and that is a good stewarding of your time. Spend it once, really understand it. And then you can decide it how you're going to set up your quote-to-quote system. Either it's Excel sheet, either software or whatever. I think that's a good thing. I think some of the, the next question I want to ask Brendan is, I mean, some of my clients, they are beyond six figure. They are scaling up, right? So if I ask you, say, what are some things they need to pay more attention when obviously they start to hit the different tax bracket, right? Uh, what are the things we can, because we don't want to be reactive, kind of proactive wise, what are the things that we should maybe some pointers, what, what we should pay attention to? Yeah, no, that's a really good question, Kelly. Um, so I think especially as business owners, oftentimes we're, we're almost always reinvesting in ourselves and reinvesting in our businesses. And, and that's incredibly valuable. And I'm not saying to, um, to not doing that, but also making sure that we've got some long-term money, maybe some long-term investments um, set aside as well, um, especially you know, some different businesses, depending on uh, if you're planning on selling your business in the future for this quote unquote uh, retirement, whatever that might uh, potentially look like for you. So Oftentimes I see business owners not necessarily have a retirement plan in place. So at least in the US, a lot of times if you're an employee of a company, you're going to have access to a retirement plan, maybe a 401k, 403b, um, something something like that. We're able to put money in and you're able to take a tax deduction um, for doing so. Uh, Again, for most people, consult your tax professional on that. Uh, But for business owners, you you, you are your employer and you're the employee, right? So unless you actively... Uh, seek out and set up a retirement plan, then, you know, most likely that's going to be something that that could fall to the cracks. So I think especially as you start talking profitability and you start talking um, six figure plus, a a really great way to potentially um, both really uh, drastically reduce your tax bill while also putting money aside for the future is uh, talking to your tax professional about, hey, could a a retirement plan uh, potentially make sense? And there's all kinds of nuances and details depending on your business structure and, and the specific retirement plan account types, but even just as a broad statement, you know, having some sort of retirement plan in place is going to allow you to save both money for the future, but also uh, give you a pretty substantial uh, tax deduction uh, today. And if you have employees, it's a way that you're able to to also bless them and it could potentially help with um, reducing turnover. And again, just uh, being able to to serve your uh, your employees if you're um, a larger company. So that's probably the biggest one, retirement plans. That is a really good point. I mean, it's really different because I had a company in US and then and we just set up a Swiss company. It's really different in Switzerland. You basically the moment you set up LLC, uh, you already you are obligated to set up your retirement fund for not just for the owner, also for the employee. So oh, and, cool. and the medical insurance, everything. That's why the cost is a whole lot more than when I set up an LLC in US, you know, um, and because I, I, I kind of teasing said because here they really mean business. Uh, <laughs> it it, it, it forces you that you have to 
uh, whole, do a whole lot more planning before you want to step in. And I think, of course, the kind of everything is always at pros and cons, right? Um, so I just want to encourage you guys that you guys are, you know, in the in the stage of your business that you want, you know, you need to move forward. And also for those of you that, you know, 40, 50 years, our runway shorter, but for the more, right? While I truly believe that guys are accelerating our success in this season. That's totally another episode not talk about, but for the more that you have to prepare for this, you think about, hey, next time maybe you want to right away schedule a, a meeting with your accountant or tax professional say, how can I maximize, you know, with this profit and, and plan forward, right? Um, yeah. I think that, that's a really good reminder. So Brendan, uh, I hope I don't put you on the spot. Guys, we did not plan what we're going to talk about, really. Uh, we just decided we're just going to let the Lord lead. Even as you say, um, some entrepreneurs, they are in the stage, say, hey, um, I want to look into invest, right? So invest in, uh, you know, obviously, all different kinds of things. You know, maybe people think about real estate, maybe think about bonds, maybe people think about other formats um and it, they will say that well i don't have clue where do i get started and what will you say yeah so if you're wanting to learn more either attack to find a, a financial professional um in your area to uh, that you connect with to potentially ask questions to um as far as an online resource um i really like the website investopedia um, oftentimes, if you just Google a financial question, Investopedia is going to be one of the first ones that comes up. It's something that I'll still utilize to this day. I utilized it a ton in college, but they really, I'm just a big fan in general, even if I'm talking to people, let's make the complex simple. Hmm. And that oftentimes is what Investopedia does. They might have a quick 90 second video that explains a, a particular topic. So if I had to give a really broad brushstroke, how do I learn more? Just we'll say finance in general, but but even investing specifically, like you asked, Kelly, Investopedia is, is definitely one of my favorite sites. And I'm I'm not in any way affiliated um, with them. I just like their resources and they've, they've been helpful for me. And, and that's where I point people to. That's awesome. So how to spell that invest and then? Yeah. And then O-P-E-D-I-A, Investopedia. Yeah. So kind okay, of like great. Wikipedia, but Investopedia. Yeah. We surely will put that in the show notes. And, Perfect. you know, on the top of that, I really also want to encourage you guys that, especially ladies, you know, not afraid. Say, okay, I don't understand anything. So therefore I don't invest. If you have a means, the worst is you let your cash just sit there. Right. Um, well, I mean, I don't want to play. I mean, I'm from of a financial expert here. So I'm just saying, you know, as my limited knowledge tell me that the worst thing is you let the cash sit there, do nothing. Um, but I know a lot of women afraid to move forward because they feel, well, I don't know enough this. I don't know enough that. And uh, well, Brendan, what would you say? If they there, it's a, if I bring you a group of ladies, you know, and they exactly that's what I say. Yeah, Brendan, I know I need to do something, but I'm a little bit concerned about. It. I don't know enough. What would you say to them? Yeah, well, one I I want to give encouragement where you're definitely not alone. Of oh, I feel like I don't know enough. 
there's so many people um, out there, uh, both men and women who don't, we, we don't really get taught it in the American school system, at least um, very much. So mo- most people don't have as much of an understanding on money as, as maybe you think they do. So you're probably not as you're probably not behind uh, like you might uh, feel that you are. So I would say find someone that uh, that you trust and that is knowledgeable and then just ask questions. I mean, again, the key is going to be that finding someone that you trust and also like, because, you know, you could also potentially have a bad experience where, you know, not we're, we're not all great eggs in the financial services industry, just like other industries. And, and if you ask a question, you know, it, it could be dismissed by, by certain people. But if you find someone that just genuinely has a passion for teaching and education and, and loves what they do, then, you know, you should be able to feel comfortable to ask them questions and have them explain it to you in a way that that you understand. That's always my favorite thing. I try to always create a, a safe place in any of the client meetings that I have where it's, hey, I want, if, if someone wants to only understand the highest of levels, great, we'll, we'll stop there. If they continue to ask deeper questions and deeper questions, then we'll continue to, to dive deeper. I say, I'll educate to your desired level of understanding. So if you want to get super nitty gritty, let's buckle up. We'll, we'll do it. I, I'll, I'll have that conversation, but hey, Brandon, 30,000 feet, Oh, that's that's totally fine. Then then that's where we'll be too. But I think in any time that we don't understand something, it's always going to cause us cause inaction. You know, we're we're very rarely going to move forward if we don't understand something. So whatever that looks like, whether that's through through different online trainings that you find, using Investopedia and, and other sources to to gain some understanding. You know, having a, a community of um, of other entrepreneurs or other people that, that you respect and trust to, to have conversations about. So whatever that looks like for you to, to gain the knowledge, to, to take that, but I would say at least next small step forward. You don't, it doesn't have to be this huge, huge step. I'm a big fan of what's the next smallest step that we can take to get closer. And maybe that's a Google search. Maybe that's searching Investopedia. Maybe that's step number one. And then take that step. And then once you do that, then ask yourself again, okay, now what's the next smallest step? You know, and I think that will help maybe cure some inaction because, hey, we can Google, we'll Google something and then maybe that'll spark something or Holy Spirit will lead us somewhere that to, to the right resource that, you know, oh yeah, that's the person I'm supposed to reach out to or someone we connect with in, in a local networking group. Oh, I didn't realize that you did that. Could I have a conversation with you? So yeah, I would just say, take that next smallest step and then, um, you know, check in with Holy Spirit and, and see where that leads from there. Yeah, exactly. And then if you are listening to this podcast, I don't know, I don't think it's by accident, right? Uh, you know, you the the our goal number one is please, uh, whatever that Holy Spirit now is tapping on your shoulder, say take that one small step, then do it. Uh, whether it's from the fundamental of start to make a plan for whatever which stage you are, or it's a confirmation for you, say. It's time to you know learn more about investment and stuff like that. And obviously, if you are led, you know, feel free to contact Brandon, right? Yeah. At least I trust him. So just check him out. And uh, um, so that that is really our goal here. So Brandon, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show uh, to A Value. And I love your approach. You know, I think that's one of another fear factor for many. It's they feel like, oh, they even don't know what kind of question to ask. They, they're afraid that they, they appear stupid. You know, I think that I heard people say all the time, even I remember when the first time I would go to my financial planner, I say, I even don't know where to get started. And I feel I afraid that to ask the wrong questions. But I guess based on what you just say, I think 
we don't need to think about that. Right. And I mean, I, I, I put myself in, in other people's shoes where I'm not huge. I don't understand a ton about cars. So I sometimes will feel the same way going to a car shop. So I try to, to think, okay, well, how can I make sure that the experience is not one where I feel you know, silly to ask, to ask a question? So again, like I said, if, if you find a trusted person um, and, a, and a good professional that you, know, you can tell genuinely cares, and I think that's really the, what, what people are looking for. When someone knows that that person in front of them genuinely cares, then they're going to be more open to ask, which I will say there's absolutely not, not a silly question. I mean, there's especially in it's like, you know, I'm, if I were talking to another business owner in their area of expertise, I'm going to have all kinds of questions for them. And, you know, I'm sure they would, they would answer, answer the questions to, um, to most people that would ask. So, yeah. So I think, you know, as long as you find the right person, you know, definitely that fear of, Oh, I, I don't know where to start, or, um, I don't even know what to ask then, you know, again, take that next step, find that trusted person, and then, you know, ask those questions. And then I'm sure once you started having those conversations, Kelly, then you started to, to uh, get more clarification and figure out, Oh, now that you mentioned that I do have this question. Oh, I have this question. But if we just hear, Oh, what are your questions? Uh, like we, we sometimes can freeze because there's too many, but once we start having a conversation, then, then questions I think will naturally, um, naturally come up. Exactly. And then I feel led to also say this. Um, the moment that you expose whatever that doubt and question under the sun, that is a moment the enemy can no longer hold you as hostage because yeah. then now he cannot say, oh, you know, you don't know that. But well, you just put under the sun and you ask, you know. What what worse can happen? Okay, you did not know that. Well, so do we. You know, a lot of people, we also don't know it. We don't know everything, right? So again, Brendan, thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, we will we put we'll put Brendan's links and also that what he just mentioned, that uh, resources in the show note. But Brendan, just verbally tell us if people want to connect with you, where they can find you. Yeah, so they can, you can find me on my website, www.galicifinancial.com. So that's my last name, G-A-L-I-C-I. And then all of my contact information is on there. And again, if you feel led or you just want to have a conversation, I'm happy to jump on a, a 30-minute phone call. Uh, my calendar link is also um, on my website to get um, maybe some of those initial questions answered. Be, be happy. I'm a huge nerd when it comes to finance, in case you couldn't tell. So if, if people have questions, I, I love to, to have those conversations. It's just... Um, I'm passionate about it and I'm blessed to, to be where I am. So thank you so much for having me, Kelly. This was so much fun. You're so welcome. So guys, take advantage, you know, just go to his website. If you are in the season, you feel led to ask those financial questions, just, you know, connect with Brendan. Thank you again, Brendan. Thanks, Kelly. How have you enjoyed the episode? I hope that you feel encouraged because I just feel in my spirit there are many of you out there. You feel God is tap on your shoulder and say, hey, now is the time to look into planning for your finance a little bit further. Not just talk about business making money, but that's also think about how to keep those money and make it produce the most result for you. And that's why I invited Brendan to come on the show. I know we kind of talk about in a very high level view, very fundamental, but that's what I'm led to do today because each single one of you, the situation is different. 
this episode's goal is just to serve you that I hope I stir up that desire inside of you or a confirmation for you that it's time to think about and planning all this type of thing. By the way, if you are one of those experts, coaches, consultants, you know it's a time to level up your game in the marketing. Now, please pay attention to what I'm about to say. I call it trifecta to accelerate to your success. The first workshop, we're going to talk about since heaven is higher than the earth, so as for your plan in the sales and marketing, how the essential model work and why is the best way to validate your offer, meaning the real people use the real money to validate for you. The second workshop, we're going to talk about one of the most overlooked elements in entrepreneurship and why people fail in their journey. And that is time budgeting. I know it's not money budgeting. Here is a fact. We cannot manage time. We only can manage ourselves in time. In this workshop, I will show you how you can map out the whole year for both your life and your business, and especially when you come to a launch schedule. The third workshop is to answer the one of the most frequent asked question is this, Kelly, what kind of content should I create in the social media to attract buyers? And that is a workshop gonna answer the question and show you how to do it. How to use pillar content to beta launch your program. Are you excited? I hope so. If you are excited and if you're interested about this series of workshops and you wanna have a taste to work with me, the reason why I create this workshop because I know it's not everybody will able to join me in the Power One Framework Mentoring Program, but at least that these very affordable workshops will empower a whole lot more people. If you do, just email to podcast at kellyballer.com. Then we will email you the details. Again, email us to podcast at kellyballer.com in the subject line, say workshop. Then we will email the detail for you. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Hi there. If you have found this episode resonating with you, would you please consider to take a moment? Just drop a review on Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content week in and week out. Please go to kellyballer.com forward slash review. Again, that's kellyballer.com forward slash review. We really appreciate it. And you will also help more fellow Christian CEOs find this podcast. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Christian CEO Podcast at www.kellybotter.com.